This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, why aren't you more scared? And we talked to world's worst mom, Lenore Skenazy of Free Range Kids. Woo! <laughs> Every week. We are, that is just full of charm. Um, how are you, I'm Teresa? Great. I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I got exciting news from the world of the Lawrence family. What's happened? We got rid of the little potty. Oh. I know. Very exciting. And really <laughs> remind everyone how old okay. Katie Bell so is. So Katie Bell is like three and a half, a little on the other side of three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been we've had the little potty for a very long time. And anyway, the other day we, you know, she went to go in and use the potty and she goes by herself. Like she's totally been on her own the whole time. She goes by herself and we go in together this time because I happen to be down there. And she you could tell she was kind of making a decision. I was like, Do you want to use the big potty? And she was like, yeah, sometimes she uses it. And she's like, yeah, like, want to say goodbye to the little potty? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, bye, little potty. And she's like, goodbye, little potty. And so, you know, we hosed it off and took it out. And she has been, you know, gets up on her little stool. And we don't even have the, like, insert in the big potty. She just she can sit there. Because we've been, like, doing so much traveling. And all she does is use normal potties all the time. So it's kind of like... You know, anyway, so it was very exciting. It was like very much it was like, Stefan, come in. We're saying goodbye to the party. <laughs> because this is what adults do now. Um, we just stand around in a bathroom saluting a potty. It's totally normal. It's totally normal. And I'm not going to feel slightly sad and weird, not about saying goodbye to this part of Katie Bell's childhood, but because I'm talking this much about a potty. Um, I don't even like the word potty. I know. I, it, ugh, it like ranks up there with like panties and moist. I I just no, don't care really for those does. words. That's so true. Um, but she was like super excited, yeah, and so it's in cool. the garage with all the other all the other sets. Thank She's God, such Pixar. A big girl. Thank God, Pixar hasn't made a movie about saying goodbye like the brave little potty, or oh, I would never be able to get rid like, of it. Put it in the shed. Yeah, it's like, like it's so lonely there. It solves it a crime, right? On it. <laughs> right. No, oh, I just want somebody to sit on me. <laughs> then I cry for weeks. Like the potty <laughs> is the one inanimate object I can separate myself sure, from. Sure. Um, how is uh? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's our big news. That's it. How that's are you? Great. Um, I'm good. I I just wanted to give a little shout out right here at the top, just saying thank you so much to everybody who came out and supported One Bad Mother and the other Max Fun shows um, in the pledge drive for the last two weeks. It went really great. It was yeah. a huge success. It went above and beyond our expectations. Um, and we're all super pumped. Um, so thank you so much. And if you missed the pledge drive and you want to support One Bad Mother, you always can. Um, you just go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Yeah, thank you so much. We all survived the pledge the, the pledge, uh, the pledge drive. I was very <sighs> proud of all of us. Yes. And again, uh, I will say it one last time. May I never have to talk about lube and vibrators. Yeah. Again, I think we I think we covered that for a good long while. Can like can like next year's like main new sponsor be like trucks and Doritos or sure, something? You know, sure. like trucks and chips. Uh, mom's best friend, trucks and chips. Um, 
All right, so I think we should maybe start into our topic Let's of the do week. It. Great. Okay. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, what is your greatest... Probably most unrealistic, but still greatest, fear in relation to your child. Uh, um, well, I don't even like to say it out loud because it, it creeps me out that badly. And it'll probably happen if you say it out loud. Exactly. Yeah, I know, I know, how, I know how things work. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Although I have a friend <laughs> who believes the opposite. Oh, like, my she husband. believes that if you think of it and yeah. you say it, then there's no way it can ever happen. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yes, is Stephen, that how and I, is? Stephen and I are coming yeah. down from this like big bear place, which was just, like up on a mountain. And you're yeah. just like spiraling down this mountain and cars are like whipping past you yeah and it's like every minute you're about to drive over a cliff and stefan's like we could go over that cliff and crash to our death and i was like please god yeah. shut up and then yeah. he in all seriousness says if i don't say it it will worry me more and i was like who did i marry <laughs> anyway so all right yeah, so, so i have a friend is... like that but actually when when i found out that that's how she thinks of things yeah it kind of helped me because then mm. i was like well because sometimes you think of something and yeah. then you're like, fuck, why did I think of that? <laughs> like, oh, no, it could happen. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting it. It's going to happen. <laughs> and um, you can't stop thinking about it. But now I've, I like kind of I, I think of this friend and I'm like, no, maybe maybe now that I've thought of it now, it won't happen. Oh my God. What is your fear? Uh, so, um. This is horrible. Well, basically, when um, <laughs> I'm ready to laugh at you, I know. Come on. I know. Well, I I mean, I'm basically just afraid he's gonna die. I mean, that's okay. the ultimate thing that everybody's afraid of. But sure. um, when when we were on the East Coast for Max FunCon East, um, and I guess it was like in October, um, we happened to be there at this weird time where this nanny on the Upper East Side mm. stabbed and killed two of the children that she had cared for. For oh my god, like, I know, and um. This is why I do not watch any news. I know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't watch any news either. But, but because we were York, traveling, yeah. we were in we were in a hotel room, and actually, it was so weird. My cousin happened to be dancing on the Today Show. <laughs> you know, so it's all, a weird convergence of things. But that's why I had the TV on. Oh my on. god! And then they like talked about this thing that had just happened, and this poor woman who had three kids and two little ones were killed. I mean, they're they were killed, and then. I got like it was Ugh. so upsetting to me that I like couldn't stop reading about it. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like yeah. totally. I mean, weird. And of course, this has nothing to do with Simon's part-time nanny, who I totally love and trust. <laughs> she's like, a killer. Yeah, she could, she's <laughs> definitely a killer. No, like it's not. It's it's it is. It is the most unrealistic fear. Right. It is. This was an extremely psychotic person <laughs> who did this thing, but. Like, I can't, like, I think about the mom, oh, and, no. like, I can't stop thinking about it, and then it just, it just terrifies me and just makes me sad. That is awful. I know, and I'm, like, I'm sorry to even tell you that, but that, that was the honest answer to your question. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What about you? Well, mine are always, like, uh, yeah, before I had Katie Bell, I watched way, I mean, all I watched were crime procedurals. 
before I had Katie <laughs> yeah. Bell. So that and, doesn't really work. And that well I only read kids. like detective mystery, like crime novels. Okay. And All so right. like I'm constantly. No wonder you had an identity crisis after you had a kid. <laughs> That's right. I'm constantly prepared for a horrible crime, right? Uh-huh. Like mentally, not at all. Um, but for me, what I have found actually like creeps in when I'm like out with Katie Bell and stuff are like worst case scenarios just for her. Not that somebody's going to run in and kidnap her, but like a good example is we're like at this birthday party and she's in a bouncy house, right? And like every, yes, bouncy houses are like houses of death. You know, like you know <laughs> that their heads are going to crack. You know, I mean like, and maybe not, maybe this is the day. Where I, to be honest, Katie Bell's been in several bouncy houses. It's a very California thing to do, have bouncy houses. Oh yeah. And she's never had the head crack. She's never done the like bounce, the bounce, bonk. the bonk, yeah. right? She's never done it. But like we're at this party and like I'm watching in a distance her in the bouncy house and there's like twins kids in there and like most yeah. of them are her age like four you know three and a half four but then there are a couple of big kids oh, right geez, and yeah. all I could think about as I'm like smiling and waving is her like falling to the ground in the bouncy house and then being like totally trampled by kids not paying attention sort of like you know the Walmart trample at Christmas when there's like a toy you know they open the doors and like three or four people get crushed and so like the whole time I'm just like it just gets more and more detailed in my head yeah. as I'm just like, have fun, baby girl. Right. I like this. Every time I don't see her for a second, I'm like, right. she's down. Somebody's crushing her beautiful yeah. skull. Oh. And like, it is like, I, I finally turned to this woman next to me and Stefan. I'm like, this is all that's going on in my head. And they both looked at me like, you have got total, like, she's just having a good yeah. time. I'm like, yeah. I'm not stopping her. Yeah. Like, I'm not pulling her out. I'm not like, you know, Katie Bell, you could never go in a bouncy yeah. house. Like, I want her. Bouncy houses are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so my fears tend to be more of the, like, something just generically horrible is going to happen. Yeah. Like, just through the course of a day. Right. Because, other, like people, because other people are yeah. idiots. Yeah. Like, we all just have these weird yeah. things that, for some reason, rub us the wrong way. Well, I think, I wonder if it's because, like, we're, we're going to get into this a little more, I think, but, like, you have this child, and they're the most perfect, precious thing. Like, yeah. you're in charge of this child. Yeah. And I can understand how one could go down the crazy path yeah. Yeah. of never letting your child out of your sight and never oh, letting yeah. them do anything. Like, I, I can totally understand it. I remember being at the playground when Katie Bell was like one, one and a half. Like she was like walking, you know, like playing or, you know, crawling around. And there was like um, a nanny and, you know, her her kid, that, that kid is like same age and he's just like climbing. It's like this just metal jungle gym sort of thing. And he's just really climbing in ways that are, are pretty dangerous for a one mm-hmm. and a half year old who I know cannot has no stability. Yeah. Right? And I kind of say, I don't know what I said. I just, I made some sort of comment or whatever. Not that it wasn't a negative one. I was just like, you know, oh my God, he's, he's a real really climber. Up there. He's really going, yeah, yeah, he's really getting up there. Like, yeah. I, I'm that asshole. Yeah. And, uh, and the woman says, well, he's got to learn. And I was like, so I called my mother later and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I kind of, I get it. But I feel when she said, look, I knew you were going to fall. Right. Like, I knew you were going to get hurt in life. Like, you are a child. I knew this was going to happen. But my job as your mom is I'm never going to let that happen if I'm standing next to you. Uh And I was like, oh, 
all right, that's a good rule. Uh-huh. You're going to go out on your own lots of times. You are not going to be in reach lots of times. But if I'm standing next to my child, yeah. I'm not going to let her fall, yeah. right? If yeah. she's across the playground from me and she falls, I couldn't, you know, I'll go help her and I'll yeah. comfort her. But I was like, okay, that's a rule I can live by. Yeah. I don't have to let my – she was like, I didn't have to let you fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like – Because you're oh, going to fall. Because I'm probably going to fall anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, how much do you think, like, we live in a pretty terrifying world yeah. according to the general – The info- media. The media. <laughs> but it is true. Like, the media really does freak you out. Like, what, it really actually really It's does. really terrifying. Like, we, okay, yeah. so – like I said, total crime proceduralist. Yeah. Leading up to Katie Bell. As soon as I had Katie Bell, I could just not watch a woman get murdered or a baby get murdered again. Like I just oh, no. I totally yeah. stopped watching them. It just became like too much. Yeah. And then like <laughs> last week as Stephanie and I were both really tired. We never like we don't even have cable, so it's like, very rare that we turn the TV on. But I was like, there's gotta be something on somewhere. I just wanna lay here. And I turned it on and like uh, Criminal Minds is on, and, like, they set up the show. And, like, we're sitting there, and it's like, well, this man, who was horribly abused by his grandmother, flashed to grandmother shoving child in a doghouse and being like, stay out here. I mean, like, the worst, like, worst case scenario. Now kidnaps women and totally removes their, like, all their sexual organs, oh, uh, you know, by reaching in and ripping all the stuff out. And Stephanie and I just kind of start laughing because it's like, could it be... Could we turn this on to like a more perfect scenario? Yeah. For of why, why I stopped watch watching this. these yeah. anymore? Because everybody's out to murder horribly and gruesomely yeah. uh, women and uh, children. Yes. Uh, everybody's going to kidnap your baby. Right. Yeah. But like the general media, the news, everything, we just had to like shut it down. Yeah. Because it really, it's really bad for your brain. Like it really, I, I think. I think one of the things we want to talk about today is how not to let fear rule your life and rule the yeah. way you parent. And and I think that when you just have the TV on regularly, like it's really hard to avoid those messages of, you know, this is what can happen. I know because like yes, it could happen. Okay. Yeah. Yes, children do get kidnapped, usually by people that know them. Okay. Rarely is it the stranger. Kidnapped. Right. Right? Like, usually it's the uncle or the ex-husband or the ex-wife or the, like, the whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, it's rarely some guy walks into your yard and just takes your kid. Mm-hmm. Right? And it rarely is somebody walking into your house to murder you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. again, happens. Right. But it's not like, it, it, it's like the safest time in America to be a kid. Okay, I have something about that. Okay. Because it is... Because I have nothing to back this up. I just read this all the time. No, I read this all the time, too. (laughs) It is the safest time to be a kid. Uh But then there's this part of me that's like, well, maybe that's because we don't let our kids out of our sight anymore. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the statistics, the, the the statistics, statistics have fallen right, because, because we're we sitting on our children exactly. 24 hours a day. Our children are inside with us in the same room where we can see them. Or, you know, we don't let them go. We don't let them walk a couple city blocks <laughs> on their own to their friend's yeah. house. We don't let them um, take public transportation. We don't let them... Breathe or roll around in grass. Yeah, we right. don't let them play outside by themselves. I mean, there's all these things... That like maybe are making our kids safer, and are they making? Are, is that is that better? Oh well, solution to the show: <laughs> everybody lock your children 
in their in their house because that clearly is what's working. I don't know. Like, um, like, is that what it is, or is it just that? Okay, there's all these other things in place. I don't know. Let's ask our guest. Yeah, that we're gonna have let's to save ask. that. That's a good one. Yeah. Hold on to that question because right. I certainly am not uh, by no means able to answer that question. <laughs> um, but I can talk a little bit about like what we're planning to do with Katie Bell. Okay, great. Okay, so (laughs) lock her in a little box and put a brick on her head. Um, All right, so a little fact about Biz. Uh, In college, I was raped. And I have no problem talking about it because, you know, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I I feel that, like, the more women talk about it, the more men talk about it, the more people can actually start to maybe end the the culture a little bit on that. um, And I think it totally applies to what we're talking about And it applies to what we're talking about because during the times, the the years that immediately followed that, when, you know, you think about having kids and stuff, like, I really was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to have kids because— I don't know if I want to have a girl because I don't want what happened to me to happen to her. Like, I could never control it from not happening to her. Right. Right. Um, And I don't want a boy because I don't want my son to do something to another girl that's that horrible. Not that I would raise a son that would do that. But I mean... How do you know if you're raising this? I mean, you know, right. I mean, this is not what the show is about. Right. The show that's is about, the fear. That is the, the fear. fear. Yeah. Right. That, like, even if I did everything right, yeah. you know, he would still hurt somebody. Right. Right. So then I'm like, well, I don't know how to solve that problem. And then, you know, years and years and years and years and years of wonderful therapy later and, like, <laughs> <laughs> a really healthy relationship with my husband. Like, all Yay. these wonderful things, a supportive family and friends and family. Um, <laughs> and also understanding it's okay to be jaded and bitter for a chunk of your life. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, we had Katie Bell, and, like, I actually had this, um, and we talked, Stephen and I talked about this once we had her. He was like, because I was also raised <laughs> my mother, who also is very into crime procedurals, <laughs> uh, would always, like, randomly tell us these, like, things that could happen. Like, let's say she was dropping us off at the mall, and she had just read a book or heard a story. It would be like... Uh, I just read there's this thing where people are syringing people in the back and then they pass out and then that person can say, my daughter just passed out. I've got to get her to the hospital and then takes you. So pay attention. Bye. Right. Have or, fun. Have, fun. have or a great day. People hide under your cars and slit your tendons. Yeah. Then <laughs> you fall down and you can't get away. That's a big one. Always check under your car. So like, yeah. again, if you're familiar with the Jack Reacher series, I, I feel like now as an adult, I'm constantly like studying rooms and like somebody following us and where are the exits? And I sit with my back to the, you know, to the restaurant wall. So Stefan's like, we cannot raise Katie Bell like you. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. I, like, I'm, I'm proud of how, like, paranoid you know, I am. Par- no, <laughs> prepared. <laughs> I, I like okay. to think of it more as prepared. Okay. I mean, we've got a backpack ready for the an earthquake. We store some food. Like, you know, I don't, like... You know, I'm not like a prepper. I don't have like a secret bunker, though I wish I had a secret yeah, bunker. That would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty rad. Um, but like, you know, we store food. We store, you know, we like, like sure. I'm prepared. Sure. I like to look at it as preparedness, not paranoia. Okay. But he was like, we cannot raise Katie Bell to be terrified. And I was like, all right, well, we got to figure out a way to balance, you know, a world awareness without that turning into fear. And all we've come up with really <laughs> so far is some people make their children take an instrument. Like, you know, you always see the stories of the kids like, I don't want to play piano. You got to play piano. Right, you know, yeah. like, I don't want to take dance. You got to take dance. Right. Everybody, Katie Bell's going to have to take 
karate or some other form of like martial art. Self-defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, I do think it's like helps with focus and like that kind of thing uh-huh. uh, and rules and all that. And also, I just want her to like... If she wants to, like, run around in high heels and, like, I don't know, be a supermodel, <laughs> whatever, uh-huh. fine. As long as she can render a man unconscious with her bare hands. Like, uh-huh. that's, like, pretty much, like, as long as you can run in those heels, that is fine. Just like they do in Charlie's Angels. Or even if she doesn't want to run around in but, heels. But no, I'm just saying, like, worst case scenario, right. no offense to supermodels everywhere. Right. But worst case scenario, she puts herself in a position that is, like, not necessarily screaming, I know how to take care of myself. Okay. Okay. She knows how to take care of okay. herself. I just, um, like, that's the best I got. Yeah. So, like, how about, like, what are you, you had, I mean, Simon's only, like, one and a half. We're not, like, yeah. your biggest fear is somebody's going to kidnap haven't, Simon. We haven't, gotten, <laughs> we haven't gotten into rape awareness yet. Oh, no. <laughs> this um. is not what this show is about. <laughs> but, like, but as, as Simon gets older, mm-hmm. how do you think about, like, I mean, what are you supposed to tell kids and when? And, like, how are you supposed to do that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think that, I mean, I think that with Simon, like, what I'm going to try to do is just not instill fear, like, right. about the world around him. Like, I think that I was I was a very fearful, fearful mm. child. Like, I was afraid to go into another room by myself in our house when everybody was home. Why do you think that is? Can I, I ask? I really, I mean, I I can totally blame my mom just sure. because. Let's do. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, because I think that my mom had like separation anxiety, and uh, so we had a really hard time. Like you know, when she would leave me at school, you yeah. know, I would always cry and cry. And um, I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't remember back to when I was like three or four, but I know that I was always afraid that I was going to be kidnapped. Like I, I know that I was always afraid that like wow. somebody was going to come in my window or like come into my room at night or. Um, you know, somebody would be like waiting behind the shower curtain or something like yeah. that. I was just always terrified. And I don't, maybe, maybe it isn't my mom's fault. Like it's possible that I just like heard of these things yeah. and I had a vivid imagination. And I was also, um, I was not raised to like feel like I was, I don't think I, it wasn't until college when I took like one of those like fighting yeah. self-defense classes where you like learn to like beat up the giant guy right, the right, right, right. that I like realized oh I could actually fight back like before yeah. that it was like I was always told like if somebody tries to take you drop you scream you scream <laughs> yeah drop you, to the ground you scream and you limp. fall yeah you fall yeah. and you scream or you just run as fast as you can like right. these things that I throw think, up on yourself shut yeah, on yourself like, freak, do all these yeah, things yeah just act right. crazy like did I, you know that if you grabbed a man by his testicles and squeezed it for seven seconds very firmly it will render them unconscious <laughs> I did not know that's that that's a little, little fact go ahead I mean, that's the thing. Like, all of those things, I think, are good tools for kids to know about. Right. But <laughs> so maybe grabbing the man's it, testicles. No, but maybe I mean, maybe too young for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe she might not know like exactly. She how may to not find exactly them. know how to work that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's possible that knowing that information just always made me afraid of like, could I do these things? And there was never the thing of like. You can poke them really hard in the eye. Right. And like totally fuck them up. Right. Like bite them. Yeah. Th- bite them. Throats, you know, there's yeah. all these things that, that you like. I, I sort of wish I knew like you're capable of doing these things. And I think um, 
I think that uh, that uh, with Simon, I don't think it matters that he, you know, he's a boy and I was a girl. Like, I, I mean, with Simon, like, I'm, I'm still honestly, I don't know what kind of kid he's gonna be, right, but there's yeah. definitely a part of me that that is pretty sure he's gonna be an indoor kid, and that <laughs> he that's very, the word. It's the indoor kid yeah, versus outdoor like, kid. I really, yes, I, yeah. it's, I don't know what kind of kid he will be, but it is very possible that he could be bullied at school or something, and like. Not that I need, not that I need him to know how to like right. fight a kid at school, but I do <laughs> want mother, him to. Right, I, my mother totally was like that. You put a book on your arm, yeah, and then you see, use that as back support, and you whack him. Oh Have fun God. at school. Amazing, it's <laughs> amazing. That's totally fucked up. Um, I think that like I I would I, I think karate is like a great idea. Like I would like for him to feel confident in his yeah. own body. And but beyond that, like not just feeling confident that like you have some power right. like in your physical self, but just the feeling of like I don't know I don't know I. I I, I feel a little weird blaming my parents for me being so freaked out as a little kid. <laughs> well, hey, but, but I don't know how you I don't know how you convince a kid like, hey, you can do this. Yeah, like, I, if so, okay. a kid is freaked out, you don't want to kind of like ignore their fears and act like they're being dumb. Like you right. want to like be you want to like be receptive to that and like yeah. listen to what their fears are. Um, but I I think it's possible that I just felt like validated that mm. there is actually something scary in the other room that could happen. Um, so I don't, I don't really know how I'm gonna how I'm gonna prevent that from happening. Maybe he just won't have that problem. <laughs> well, he could go to a preschool like mine where a cop shows up. So oh, they so had, let's hear about yeah. this. Yeah. All right. So Katie Bell, they're having like visitors from the community like month or whatever, and I see a sign that says a cop is coming to talk to them, and I'm like, all right, okay, sure, fine, yeah. right, and. Sometimes I wonder if I'm the only parent who went up after school that day and said, could you tell me what the cop told the kids? I want to know what cops are telling three-year-olds in school. I understand what a fireman tells a three-year-old, you know, stop, drop, and roll. I mean, these are all, but like, what's a cop telling? And the woman's like, oh, well, you know, he talked about, you know, safety and, you know, what police officers do. And he talked about what happens, like everything she says just gets worse and worse. What happens if mama and, you know, papa fall down and don't get back up? You know, how to dial 911? You know, what if strangers come to your door? And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. And then I get Katie Bell in the car and I'm like, so a police officer came. What did you talk about? Um, he had a gun. And I said, okay, because we've kind of talked about guns with Katie Bell. I mean, because look, we have an eight-year-old boy who lives upstairs that, like, you know, they play, you know, <laughs> my upstairs neighbor. They play with guns. They play with guns. They play with guns. The gun may eventually turn into, like, a magic wand or something, <laughs> but still, it's still a gun. And, like, we're all, like, out there, bang, bang, bang. You know, like, we're doing the whole nine yards. And so, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about guns, but um, she says, the cop had a gun. I was like, okay, what did he, did he talk about the gun? Yeah, he says he uses it to shoot bad guys. And I was like, okay, all right, well, what else did he say? And she said um, that strangers can come to the door, that anybody other than your mother and father who comes to the door is a stranger, and you shouldn't open the door. And I'm like, all right, so let's start talking about this. I really wasn't quite ready at three to start talking about this, but I said... Well, not everybody. And, and the strangers are bad. Sorry. Strangers are bad. Okay. Well, I think just using the word stranger, stranger as a threat. Because I'm like, technically. So I talked to her. I said, well, the mailman, you know, comes to the door. And while you don't know the mailman, 
That does technically make him a stranger, but you do know that he's the mailman. That doesn't mean you would open the door for the mailman if you were by yourself or if mama wasn't right next to you, you know, but that doesn't mean that the mailman is bad. You know what I mean? Like, and then... She talked about, like, she had just started, like, right before this cop came, came, she just started saying she wanted to go out in the backyard by herself. And, you know, I'd really been wrestling with, like, the whole concept of that. And, I mean, she's old enough, and I, I mean, I don't know. She's, I mean, I think she would be fine out in the backyard. So we've been slowly letting her go out a little bit at a time by herself in the backyard. And suddenly she was like, I was like, well, do you want to go outside and play some while I start getting some stuff ready and I'll come join you? And she said, well, stranger could be in the backyard. And I'm like, sack okay. of garbage. Yeah. I said, and like you said, you can't say no stranger will ever come in your backyard. Right. Growing up, people used to wander into the yard to ask, you know, for donations or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like people wander people in. People come in. They're yeah. not, never were one of the people who ever wandered into our yard growing up a bad guy. Right. They were just... <laughs> Strangers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I said, you had to say, you know, K-Bell, a stranger could walk into the backyard, but but that doesn't mean they're there to hurt you. If somebody walks into the backyard while you're playing, come inside and get me. Yeah. Or call for me. Yeah. But that's what, those are are the two things you need to do. You come and get, you know, me. Um, You know, as she gets older, we'll give her different directions on how to handle situations. You know, yeah, I think it's it's hard when she's still three three to understand the concepts of like she's not going to be home alone. She's not going to exactly, exactly. I mean, it's really different when you have like maybe seven, eight, nine year old, right? Because I was home by myself, you know, in elementary school. Like, I mean, we were total latchkey kids. With you know, you walked home, you let yourself in, and you did have rules of you don't even answer the door. Right. You know, exactly. you don't tell people that you're home by yourself, that your parents aren't there right. if you answer the phone. Right. You exactly. just These are just things that you didn't do, and you just right. knew not to do them. Right. Um, With a three-year-old, I almost feel like telling them about strangers coming to the door I just thought doesn't it was do so anything, anything but make them scared. Because then the I mean, minute she sees someone walking onto the porch or whatever, right. she's going to be like, I don't know that person. Is well, that something? Then, and then like, I'm like, well, our upstairs neighbor comes to the door all the time. And I'm right. like, you're not supposed to say hi to Carol. You know yeah. Carol. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, we'll take every situation as it comes. Like Again, I don't want to dispel her thoughts or her, you know, we... Oh, I have so I, much to look forward to. I know. Yeah. Once I start really asking you questions. <laughs> Talking's one thing. Answering questions well, is totally... Ah! Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's so it seems like you can think about how you want to talk about this with like an older kid. But it's like I sort of wonder, like, if like we're setting them up for something by like the way we talk about things now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just try and always be like honest and boring. Yeah. You know, a little bit like yeah. <laughs> I kind of yeah. learned like, early on. Something to worry about. Yeah, it's not something to worry about. I'm going to talk yeah. to you. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes, it's all right to be scared of these sorts of things. Scary things can happen. You know, let's figure out how to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. And maybe not be as scared. It's okay to be scared. Like, whatever the solution yeah. is to that particular situation she's dealing with. Yeah. We have always just been like flat out honest and a little secret. If <laughs> you just. Totally go overboard and talk too much to your kid. They just tune out and don't care anymore. And you're like, great. So, like, I'm like, well, some people believe that your soul goes to, shut up. Like, death discussion over. That's awesome. Um, Well, we'll ask maybe our guest uh, a little bit more about these sort of questions. And maybe she can help fix us. 
that but would be I, great. I think it's just, I, mean, I think the, there is this horrible external pressure that something horrible is going to happen to your child all the time. Yep. And, and then, it'll be your fault. And it's, oh, it's totally your fault. And the balance is parents of like how you, how you help your child not, how do you help yourself and your child not be so scared? I feel like, and this is like a weird thing to say, but like, I feel like I would be maybe less scared if I knew my kid was really capable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's true. I think it's related because you want to teach your kids that they are capable. And as right. soon as you see them being capable, you stop being afraid because you see like, oh, he can do this for himself. Yeah. Like he can walk to the neighbor's house two doors down and come back at the time I told him to. And that's OK. And like, it's going to make them feel amazing for doing it. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. Like it's like you, you work so hard to teach them all these like ways to interact with the world. And then if you don't let them interact with the world with these skills right. no and point. either succeed or fail. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and none of our listeners have that kid. No. Um, so I guess bottom line is everybody is trying to kidnap and kill your child. Be afraid. Be afraid. I'm Cameron Esposito, and I'm the host of Maximum Fun's new podcast, Wham Bam Pow, a sci-fi movie show and action movies also. Did I forget to say action movies? Every week I'll be joined by Mr. Ricky Carmona. Ms. Rhea Butcher. And we are going to chat about films. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to be hilarious. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. We're going to give reviews. It's going to blow your mind. If you want to listen to the show, you can find it at MaximumFun.org or you can subscribe on iTunes. Can you believe how many things I just listed? So many things. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Let's do our Genius and Fail, shall we? Great. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Uh, my genius moment of the week. Yesterday was Sunday. Stefan took Katie Bell to Disney Disneyland, like, all day. Wow. Uh, I didn't have any errands to run. I had time to kind of straighten the house real quickly and take a shower. I could have given myself a long list of things to do. Oh, of course. But instead, I laid down. I was going to say sit, but that's yeah. that's too nice. I lay down oh. on the couch and caught up on Supernatural that's and watched awesome. six back-to-back episodes oh. of Supernatural. It was like cold and kind of rainy, California yep. rainy. Put a little fire in the fireplace. Oh, I just lay magical. there and I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Because I said to Stefan, he was like, please don't feel guilty. Please just lay down on the fucking couch like all day. And I was like, yeah. why is it before I had kids, I would not think twice no. about laying on this couch all day? It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but now that I have a kid, I'm like, oh, I should be doing anything other yeah. than just laying here. That's awesome. It was, I am a genius. Good job. It was good. Okay. How about you? 
Um, well, this is one of those things where it's kind of Simon being a genius, but I'm going to take full credit Absolutely. for it. Because... That's the rule of the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, thank you. Mommy, and thank you, Dad, when we, like, hand him something Aww, that he wanted. Oh, that's good. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Dad. Aww. It is the cutest thing ever. And He's going to grow up to be a psychopath. There's, an- <laughs> there's another um, polite thing that he does, Aww. which is, if you're in his way and he's trying to get around you, goose me, Mommy. Uh, that's perfect. That's yeah, what I was you're like, supposed to be doing. Like, you're yes. a genius. I know. Thank that's you. That's so good. Yeah. Good job. Uh, let's, hear, uh, let's hear our other geniuses. <laughs> let's hear what we got. Hi, this is Daniel from Alabama, and my genius moment is the realization that I could have my son, my two-year-old son's vitamin gummies in the car and give them to him when I pick him up from daycare <laughs> to kill the need for snack and the need for vitamins all in one fell swoop. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. First off, shout out to our first genius dad. Yeah, good job, Woo-hoo, genius dad. Daniel, excellent. But, um... Because it's true, Katie Bell always, like, I set it up just purely by accident, like, when I go pick Katie Bell from, like, school, and, oh. like, there was, like, now she expects a treat in the car. Oh, yeah. So, like, genius that it's a gummy, that it's, like, something he needs. Yeah. Genius. It's a vitamin, and it's also a great way to remember to give your kid yeah. a vitamin. Right. Because you're doing that anyway. That's right. Genius. All right, what else? We, got? we actually have two geniuses this week because people are starting to allow themselves to nice be geniuses. Work, people. I agree. Hi, ladies. I just had an apron-related genius moment. <laughs> I'm so excited for myself. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for making me feel better about an apron. When I first bought my apron, I uh, felt really weird about it. Uh, so my apron is always kind of bothering my neck. It hangs against my neck, and I don't like it tied there. And sometimes it makes it sore, and it just kind of drives me crazy all the time. So today, while I was going a little nuts over it, I figured out I could take the straps and tie it to my bra. And it works. <laughs> perfect. I feel so smart. <laughs> so that's my genius moment. Thanks. Hey, for a genius moment. Score one for aprons. <laughs> yeah. and score two for making it work for you. Yes. That's awesome. I just like how, like, full of glee she yeah, sounded. I know. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, as usual, let's just bring ourselves down uh, like uh, the last fall of a roller coaster and talk about fails. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. I went emotional toy shopping with Simon (laughs) over the weekend. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. That's... That's really unhealthy. Yeah, it was really bad. That is bad. That is bad. Yeah. That was bad. Thanks. Um, We uh, made no plans for Saturday. And it, that was the worst <laughs> thing ever. Steph and I both woke up super tired. We both woke up. It was like totally gray outside. So there's no like sunshine or warmth. And we both need that. Yeah. And Katie Bell's just like, what are we doing? And we're like, absolutely nothing. I mean, it was so, Aww. it was like the longest day of him and I. You know, I just like making faces at each other. Like yeah. every time she'd be like bouncing from the couch to the bed to the whatever. And we're like. Yeah. Oh, it's only eleven, and yeah. we can't How watch TV soon can all day. We go to bed? Like... It's the worst. So our fail was absolutely zero plans. <laughs> that was really dumb. Um, oh, somebody make us feel better. Hi, ladies. I just had to admit this to somebody, and I thought, <laughs> who better than you all? Uh, my name is Cassandra from Indiana. 
And my children were late for school today because I fell asleep in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your work, friends. Bye. Oh, that's um, so funny. That's How does that even happen? I don't even know that. But, you know, Stefan used to say that he would fall asleep in the shower. And I'd be like, I don't get I it. I don't but understand that, but that's that, hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is awful. Hi, this is Alana from Canada. And so I have my genius and an epic fail all rolled into one. We took our children to West Edmonton Mall, which is a the largest mall in the world and they have been running around like crazy, knocking things over, putting their hands into everything. And so finally I pulled them over and said, you can touch anything you want, but you can touch it with only one finger. Uh-oh. And this worked for many, many hours while we were at the mall until we were in a kitchen store and my daughter still being the good little angel that she was one finger touched oh. Oh. a mandolin and sliced off the tip of the finger in the store. So oh, no. that is my epic fail and genius moment all rolled into oh, one. Oh, my God. That is Thanks. awful. Because, because, you know, just a couple because weeks ago. Because this is your fault. This is my fault. No, you. no, she clearly had this thought on her own. She, as soon as she said that, I was listening to the call and I was like, ah. Oh. Fuck, I never thought about it backfiring. But, like, so she and I clearly share the one finger touch mentality, which yeah. is a good one. Yeah, it's great. I have been I using could it. It not totally believe that that child cut off the tip of her finger. That is the, what, well, you know horrible. what? That is, well, don't touch mandolin. Yeah. Gotta learn. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Oh, Teresa, I think it's time to call a mom. Yeah, let's call a mom. Calling a mom. Today, we are going to be talking to Lenore Skenazy, who has been labeled the world's worst mom and is author of Free Range Kids and also is actually a star of her own TV show, World's Worst Mom. And for those of you in Canada, it is known as Bubble Wrap Kids, which I love, which surprisingly, well, actually not that surprising. The show is only aired internationally. It's not played in the U.S. because we are incapable of laughing at ourselves as parents. Um, You can also find out about the show and the Free Range Lifestyle uh, on her website, freerangekids.com. Welcome, Lenore. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm worried the Free Range Lifestyle sounds salacious. It does, doesn't it? It does. Especially you guys are in L.A. It's like, hey, the Free Range, us and Hugh Hefner, you know? That's right. We just just assume that just means running around pantsless till you're eight, right? Uh, Ixnay. That's right. (laughs) It it just no longer is cute after two. Yeah. Um, That's right. All right. So uh, what we always like to ask our our moms out on the show, you know, Mm -hmm. so we can, our listeners can get to know you, is tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about who lives in your house and, mm-hmm. uh, and why yeah, you know, why, you, why you let them stay there um, so go ahead I, I, just so you know it might actually be helpful so that you know um, I who lives in my house is my yeah. husband and our three and a half year old daughter okay and I live with my husband and my one and a half year old boy 
Oh, okay. So you guys won't relate to me at all. No, uh, it's going to be great. You're going to prefix us. <laughs> teenage boys. My boys are teenagers now. Oh, uh, wow. There's a 17-year-old that you haven't heard of and a 15-year-old <laughs> who was the 9-year-old who I let take the subway by himself. Uh-huh. Um, the older we're familiar one with that one. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to let you let our audience know about that in a second, but, uh, but we're pretty familiar with how horrible you are. That's right, right, right. Capital H. Um yeah, so it's a husband, uh, two kids, and I hate to say, like, no pets or anything. It's, you know, I keep trying to figure out what we should bring into this house. And, <laughs> no, you're I, smart. You're we, smart. We, we have both pets have pets. And this, and, yeah. Yeah. You're smart. <laughs> keep it simple. Keep it clean. <laughs> well, simple, yes. Clean. Uh, I know. Teenage <laughs> boys. Probably not, probably not possible. Um, so when you, uh, before you had kids... Mm-hmm. Going way back before your mm-hmm. children stripped your mind of any <laughs> sense of self, um, what what did you think being a parent was going to be like versus what what you discovered oh, being a parent was actually like? Really interesting. Nobody asked that. Um, you know, I thought it would be um, fulfilling, and I and un, unfunnily, I have to say, it is. Um, <laughs> right. But I also had a different vision of myself as a mom. I thought that I would, first of all, I was sure I would have Kleenex in my purse, and um, <laughs> and seventeen years and counting, I still, you know, I don't, and I don't know why because I, I need it from time to time. Yeah. It, it, right. it just never kicked in. And then I also assumed, and, and now we're long past the time it would have been necessary, that I would be like this creative mom doing a lot of arts and crafts mm, and, like, yeah. making costumes. And, no, you know, it became, like, October 27th, and <laughs> I'm at Kmart, and I'm saying, you know, choose between this licensed character and this other licensed character. I really don't care. They both represent, you know, violent and reprehensible deeds, so just take one, and, uh, and I'll overpay for it, and that's it. So I was, I was surprised that I was not... Um, I really thought I'd be a lot more crunchy than I am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like uh, oatmeal. I'm like mush. So um, those, those are the things that surprised me. And also, I really wanted girls, and I got boys. Yeah. Um, so I thought that I would like, uh, you know, spend my time being mad, <laughs> like I guess eternity, and and thinking, oh, girls are so much better. But now, you know, 17 years yeah. in, I, uh, you know, I think I got the ones that were right for me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. There's a constant joke on the show that, like, I mean, it's not even a joke. It's, like, deep-seated fear that, like, if I have a second child, it's going to be a boy, and I'm going to completely lose my mind. I have no, <laughs> like, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm like, penises everywhere. Get away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just turn them into serial like, killers. After a while, you don't actually see their penises that much anymore. That's, that is a very lucky, yeah, hence the rule mm-hmm. of pants after two. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. There you go. Um, so for, for our listeners, Listeners who may not know about why you're the world's worst mm-hmm. mom, um, can you please recap for us uh, your nine-year-old son and the subway? Certainly can. Uh, so we're talking about uh, almost six years ago now yep. um, when my younger son was nine. He started asking my husband and me if we would take him to someplace he hadn't been before and let him find his own way home on the subway, which, um, you know, our older son hadn't asked. And so we were like, I don't know, does this make any sense? And my husband and I talked about it and we decided... You know, we're we're on the subways with them all the time. We don't have a car in the city, and um, yeah, it's New York. You how, live on the subway. We're, New yeah. York City. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't quite live on the. Oh well, yeah, but you know, I mean, like every day, to <laughs> that get could anywhere. happen, right? <laughs> As a freelance writer, it's it's getting perilously close. But right now, we don't live on the subway, but we do ride the subway a lot <laughs> to get places and even jobs. Um, and so uh, we decided it made sense because uh, the subway seems safe. They're crowded. We think crowded equals good as opposed to dangerous. 
And our son was interested, and he felt ready, and my husband sat on the ground with him with the subway map and made sure he understood it, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then one sunny Sunday, I took him to Bloomingdale's, which mm-hmm. is a very, very fancy store, which is it qualifies why he hadn't been there before, <laughs> and and, um, and I left him in the in the handbag department, um, mostly because that sounded like the funniest place to leave, <laughs> but also because if you leave the handbag department, which eventually he did, um, you uh, walk out the door and there's the entrance to the subway because Bloomingdale sits on top of a subway um, stop, and so he went downstairs into the subway and and then he approached a stranger. Um, and the, the amazing thing is that most people do not turn into, you know, murderers uh, and pedophile <laughs> kidnappers just because you approach them and ask, is this the downtown track? And, in right. fact, he was on the wrong track. So the, the guy showed him where to go, and, and Izzy, his name um, still is, uh, took the subway <laughs> for about, I don't know, 10 minutes or something, and he ended up at 34th Street, which is where he had to get out, and then that's the miracle on 34th Street Street. Mm-hmm. And um, the miracle is when the, the bus finally comes because you have to take the bus across town to oh, get to where right. we lived at the time. Um, but the bus came, and he got on it, and he came home, and he was very happy. And um, and I didn't write about it, even though I'm a newspaper reporter, for like over a month because, you know, we didn't do it as a publicity stunt. Now I would do it as a publicity well, stunt. Well, right. But, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't an experiment. That. Right. You weren't like experimenting with your kid and then needed to like – put the results out. Of course, it's natural to not necessarily write about it right away. Right, right, right. And 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 the only way it was an experiment was that, you know, was he, did he feel good about it? Was he comfortable, et cetera? Um, Because if we thought it was actually dangerous, I wouldn't have let him do it because I'm, the ironic thing is that people think I'm this uh, daredevil, which is so, so, so far from the truth. Um, <laughs> in that I, you know, I totally love car seats and seat belts and mouth guards. And uh, when people have baby showers, I bring them as my present, my inevitable present, um, along with a book of mine, is, uh, you know, the a, a fire extinguisher. So, <laughs> yeah. so not I knives? It, You're not bringing them knives? No baby knives? No baby knives. Weird. No, but Weird. yeah. So knives are for the third birthday. Okay, good. Very smart. Very smart. Um, so a month later, you decide to write about it. So I wrote about it, and then uh, like two days later, I was on uh, the Today Show and MSNBC and yeah. Fox News and NPR, and just um, facing a, a sort of a, a, a weird. Um, just it was strange to me what happened, which is that on TV and on the radio, you know, because it has to be controversial, everyone mm-hmm. was saying like, "Why did you let him do that?" And of course, how would you have felt if he was murdered? And it's like, um, <laughs> Horrible. oh, I don't know. Yeah. Let me think. I would have felt awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The idea that I wouldn't have felt awful because obviously um, anybody who lets their kid do something on their own must be, um, you know, expecting something terrible to happen right. and not care. I mean, that really turned out to be the the um, subtext of every conversation, except for this one with you, <laughs> that I've had since then, which is that if you let your child do anything on their own, um, something terrible may well happen because X, Y, Z happened to some child mm. once in the news, and right. therefore um, it will probably happen to your child, and you will have to explain why, and you will feel guilty and horrible the rest of your life because you could have prevented that tragedy. It Really, everything is seen through the lens of possible tragedy and why didn't you stop it and it's it drives me crazy but what i wanted to say is that 
um, while they were on air doing that questioning. Um, off the air, when I was, you know, being fluffed by the well, fluffed sounds bad. You guys are not laughing. <laughs> That's a totally was, different while show. my hair, <laughs> while my hair was being fluffed, right. um, or you know, while the cameraman was setting up a shot, or somebody um, else was doing something to get ready for the show, um, everybody was reminiscing, like, "Oh, I rode the subways all the yeah. time," or "I grew up in the suburbs and I was on my bike at age nine, and my mom wouldn't see me till dinner time." Yeah. And ev- everybody remembered with such fondness the independence and the adventures of their childhood yeah. and then you know then the then the on light goes on and the the stern looking reporter is there <laughs> and suddenly it's like why did you do that and it was it was like it was it was so schizophrenic. It was very fascinating. Well, all right. So, you know, Teresa, actually, I think this leads really well to the question that you came up with while we were talking earlier. So, mm, yeah. Because yeah. Sure. I made the comment that I have stolen off of your website a million times. And actually, mm-hmm. my husband stole off your website first and was, like, throwing it at me. And I was like, ah. And then I went and looked at it, which was, mm. we live in a really safe time for kids, right mm-hmm. now like some of the mm-hmm. safest times in america which then made teresa mm-hmm. ask this so then yeah. i i've heard this a lot too um yeah. and it always when i hear it it makes me just think but is that just because we're all overprotective oh, now right. and we no, don't no, let no. our kids out so <laughs> right. no, I actually nothing get that bad is happening ton. okay I, um, I, here i am saying that we live in the safest times um in America, also in human history, um, but particularly in America, we're back to the crime rate of before color TV. Got that? Before color TV. That means like before I dream a genie, before right. color TV. It's not just safe now for children. It's, you know, it's safer across the board. It's safer for adults. Crime is down. Murder is down. Rape is down um, among all the age groups. And it's not like we're, you know, enrolling adults in after-school programs <laughs> and driving them everywhere and making mm-hmm. sure they're safe and hiring right. nannies to watch them and putting right. them in a nanny cam to watch the nanny. <laughs> and so it's, um, you know, people are sort of almost eager to prove that, oh, ho, ho, you, you know, you say that we're safer, but actually we're not, you know, and we must keep our children, you know, inside at all times. Um, it, it's like we're, we almost don't want to hear the good news because it feels like, um, I don't know, like we're doing more or we're, we're, we're smarter if we're, if we're suspicious and afraid. And I, yeah. I well, it's an interesting thing. Well, why do you think, now here's, okay, so, you know, I, I I was an outside kid, is what they mm-hmm. called us. You know, outside mm-hmm. kid. Why is it you got a whole generation mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm. who grew up like this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that initially initially I had K-Bell and I was like, I can, you know, I would really like her to never get hurt, though I know that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, why do you think it's, people it's so suddenly, weird, right? how, do we like, how did we the, switch? Yeah. How did it, like, how did I mean, I switch? get the, like... You know, they've always reported horrible things on the news. And no, 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 no. Actually, in a way, they didn't. Okay. In a way, they didn't. That's that's actually one of the reasons I think that we are more afraid than our parents were, because I'm, I'm sure I'm older than you. But when my mom was raising me, she couldn't have named, like, like first name basis and remembered the video of five to ten um, kids who were kidnapped. Mm. Um, and now we can. And one of the reasons we can is that there's 24-hour cable. Yeah. And so, and, and Nancy Grace seems to be on several <laughs> of those hours a day. And so that, um, you know, while I can say, oh, there's, you know, there's Kaylee Anthony and there's J.C. Dugard and there's Aton Pates. I mean, everything gets sort of 
repeated to the point where um, somebody said, like, I would never let my kid out because we see, you know, kidnapped children on TV every day. And then somebody pointed out on my website, and I love my readers. Oh, your readers are great. They're smart. And they said, we see the same kidnapped kids on TV every day. I mean, the news traffics in um, kidnapping. And so they, like, ABC hired Elizabeth Smart. Remember Elizabeth Smart? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Elizabeth Smart is their kidnapping correspondent. I kid you not. I I can't see how that's psychologically freeing for that that woman. Well, I think, you know, more power to her. I mean, at least she's making a living on it. Sure. Um, But but the point is, if you have news, weather, sports, and kidnapping as your four major <laughs> types of news, uh, right. then you're you're really presenting a very skewed picture uh, yeah. to your viewers because you know the one that's going to keep them. You know, it's like everybody wants to hear the sports scores, everybody wants to hear the weather, and if there's a kidnapping, you know that that will keep people tuned in too. And so it's it's the number one story for the news. And it wasn't when my parents were raising me. It wasn't until the twin stories of eight. Pats getting kidnapped here in, in New York City in the late 70s, and then Adam Walsh getting kidnapped from a Sears in Florida in the 80s, and then his father starting America's Most Wanted, and mm-hmm. it became uh, the, his story, the Adam Walsh story, was like the first miniseries about a kidnapped child, and it broke all ratings records, and right. I hate to say it, but, you know, the news is not there. TV is not there to, it's not there to entertain you, and it's not there to inform you. It's there to make money, and if that's the story that gets them the most eyeballs, and people watch it the most, and stay tuned through the commercials, well, they'll just show that story over and over and over again, which is what they do. Okay, well, now, here's something I was in, in thinking about uh, you coming on the show, and, like, mm-hmm. my own daughter. So, Katie mm-hmm. Bell is three and a half, and mm-hmm. She's she's really oh thank you we are southern oh yeah yeah, really so she um she's very independent and Mm -hmm. you know we have raised her as such and you know we're big believers in give it give you the tools so you Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. succeed well she's recently really has been wanting to go outside in the backyard by herself she's three and a half Mm -hmm. we know our backyard Mm -hmm. there's not a gate that separates Mm -hmm. the back from the front Uh, Mm -hmm. we're in a rental um Mm -hmm. but you know, she knows she's supposed to stay in the back, and that's fine. So we let her go out. And we, you know, we've slowly built up to it, you know. And But we do have a rule if you can't go to the front yard. Because you live on, like, mm-hmm. a crazy busy street, but it's still mm-hmm. residential. But I was saying to Stefan, and I said this to Teresa. My, Stefan's my husband. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about it, and I said, you know what, though? At the core mm-hmm. of why I don't want her in the front is mm-hmm. not because I think she's going to walk into the street and not because mm-hmm. I think somebody's getting a kidnapper. It's because I think somebody's going to see my three-year-and-a-half-year-old out by mm-hmm. herself in the front mm-hmm. and is going to mm-hmm. think I'm doing a horrible job or call child services or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, that shouldn't—my child's totally capable of playing on the porch. Like, mm-hmm. why am I letting this external guilt— Get me. So, all right. So, so tell me why. Good question. Mm-hmm. Fix me. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I think it's cool that you're letting her out at all. I mean, there are parents who won't let. Uh, God, I was doing one story once, and somebody quoted me, and then they quoted a doctor saying, I wouldn't let my seven year old play in the backyard by himself. Mm-hmm. What kind of crazy woman is Lenore? And I'm thinking, you wouldn't let your seven year old play in your own seven? backyard. What can he do? Wait, what is your backyard like? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, he does live on an alligator farm. But, there you um, go. Well, that would be different rules. <laughs> it's, it's just very common. Um, to sort of keep upping the ante on what we think of as not safe enough. I mean, to the point where if you look at my blog today, I don't, 
I don't know if this is live, but if you look on the blog recently, there was a piece about now there's a video camera that you can mount uh, in the I back. I saw this, yeah. In the back seat of your car, right? <laughs> yeah. And it will videotape your child, and then you can watch from a monitor in the front seat, which sounds like the most unsafe <laughs> thing you yeah. could possibly imagine. It's like watching. The road. Yeah, See? yeah. It's like you're not allowed to watch a movie, but you're allowed to watch your fascinating child in See, the back seat while like, you're trying to drive. To and, me, I'm and like, oh, I could videotape. Out, like, I'm like, I could videotape my child in the back, then I could. That would make running into the bank so much easier. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's just bizarre. Also, somebody pointed out how much more real time can you get than a mirror? I know, <laughs> I know right? I know. Like, so anyways, what I'm talking about, though, in this case is like, here you are, you're encouraged not even to think that your child is safe in their five-point harness in your car <laughs> with you in the front seat, because that's where you're going to be watching the video from, is from this front seat. So if, if that's not safe enough, right. you know, with your eyes upon your child, uh, you know, with the child in your own tiny little car, what is safe enough? Um, it's it's like nothing is considered safe enough. And if you can come up with a new permutation of making it seem like anything less than super strong, there, there's a very similar thing that was just sent in to me, which is that um, now there's a an app that you can get that allows, that will transmit every breath your child takes what? to your iPhone or your Android. Every single breath your child takes at night. And if they breathe faster or slower, you get an alert. If their temperature goes up or down, you get an alert. If they wake up, you get an alert. I, you know, How I got do they an alert. Know? Is there something, <laughs> do you like strap something to your kid? No, you have them on a mat that measures all I, this. But the point I can't is imagine how crazy that must make you. it must be insane. it a, must make it because the only time right when soothing. you're with a baby like when mm-hmm. you have a baby the mm-hmm. only time you have to rest and recover for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. is mm-hmm. the time when your baby is asleep and then like, you're just setting yourself up to mm-hmm. want to like how do you break that cycle of knowing mm-hmm. what's going on inside right. of your child right. i mean for the rest you of guys are addicted to that yeah. Those are two fantastic points, and I'm going to take them one by one because they, they will explain about your three-year-old. Okay. One is, how will you break that cycle? You won't. You're encouraged <laughs> to think this way, that every second that your your eyes or your electronics or your video camera or your GPS system are not on your child and you are not monitoring them, there's something wrong with you. Your child is in grave danger. <laughs> And then the other thing is, how do you ever get any rest? Well, you're not supposed to. Clearly, if there are these monitors that are monitoring all night long, you're supposed to be like the ICU nurse, right? You're supposed to be checking them, right? How are her vitals? How are her vitals? How are her vitals? And so that becomes the model for being a good parent. So if you're wondering how can you let your kid have any freedom or be in the front lawn or, you know, um, you know, be seen by the public I as know. doing anything it's other crazy. than gripping your hand in terror, <laughs> it feels like you're doing something wrong because it's not because of you. I mean, it's not you that feels that way. It's society that is superimposing this excessive fear and this crazy idea that, like, anybody having any kind of life um, while they have a child is obviously negligent. There's so many lies out there. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's, it's really it's about sort of trying to de- detect the lies when you're being sold something. Like there's this of a, a parenting magazine in front of me. And it uh, here's an article. I try to like, avoid you, those altogether. <laughs> oh, I get them all me. because it's just it's just fodder. It's just I'm sure. But here's, 
Here's how to baby-proof your vacation, okay? And said, <laughs> Don't go um, on a vacation. Yeah, don't bring your yeah, baby. Really. Don't but, bring your baby. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, 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 no. That's, that's crazy. Right. Um, quote, you'll want to know where your baby or toddler will sleep. An adult bed or the floor is not safe. So how do you like that? A bed isn't safe and, <laughs> and the floor, floor is not safe. But wait a second, because we have a rule in our house, and that is no baby can roll off a floor. So <laughs> I don't But you're, you're disputed by this parenting oh, thing. So okay. it says, so it says you'll need to bring a portable crib and your baby monitor. If there are stairs, take along stair gates. Other items to consider. What? Covers for faucets and door handles. Plastic zip ties to secure cabinets. <laughs> to secure right. babies' so, hands behind their back. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then a, right, and then a bungee cord. Um, right. An inflatable tub for bath type and a nightlight. So when you're in a society that's telling you all these things that you need all the time, I'm just asking you, free-range kids just says our kids are safer and smarter than our pop culture tells us. So they don't need all the tutoring. They don't need special classes. and They don't need special videotapes and toys for their synapses to connect. They don't need excessive um, supervision all the time. They're allowed to sleep. You can sleep when they sleep. It's just a question of looking at every item and every bit of advice that's given to you and saying, is somebody making money off of this? <laughs> is yeah. there some other reason this is being shown to us or told to us or sold to us? Because my parents didn't do this and it seemed okay. Oh, yay! Thunderous yay. applause! Awesome. Lenore, so thank awesome. you so much for joining us. And again, everybody, you can go to freerangekids.com. You can find the book there. You can find some amazing articles. Her community really is great with what they report in and they get to talk about. And uh, thank you so... And we'll also link up to her Twitter uh, account so you can follow her on Twitter. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks. And, you know, check in with me as your kids get older. I'd love to hear how they're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Biz. Thanks, Teresa. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. so much yeah, that was very very empowering it was yeah it was yeah. without yeah. making me feel bad at all yeah no How it's, that it's just like she basically just said like you can do this you <laughs> what? know what i mean <laughs> that is ridiculous I advice know. i know <laughs> um well uh let's do just as always as always let's as bring we feel, it back let's down. bring it back down <laughs> have ourselves a little mom meltdown before we wrap <laughs> we wrap up for the day and uh as soon as you feel good let's just strip it away um let's have our mom breakdown hi this is jess and this is definitely a rant <laughs> Uh, my husband and his laptop, okay? <laughs> I have dreams of taking his laptop and snapping it in half over my knee. Usually, he's a very involved husband, father. He plays with the kids. He's wonderful. But when he gets in those moods where he sets down with his laptop and he's just so focused on and mind you, this isn't work. It'll be a sports blog or post or whatever men do on their laptops. It has nothing to do with work. He pays no attention to me. I can sit there and have a whole 15-minute conversation with him. And five minutes later, I'll say, huh? What'd you say? I pay attention to what you say. Or I can be on the laptop doing what I need to do, getting work done, whatever, schoolwork, whatever. And still listen to the kids. I don't understand how you really cannot hear what I'm saying just because you're looking at your laptop. I do not understand. I hate laptops right now. 
I have a feeling that laptop is about to get broken. I think that like, laptop sometime is within accidentally, the next few days. I think mommy's little helper is going to spill yeah, on the laptop. I think so. And the laptop's going to have to go in for a while. <laughs> um, well, one bad mother listeners, uh, thank you so much. This has been a really fun show. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking about uh, how everything is terrible and fearful. Terrifying. And I really enjoyed talking with Lenore. I thought she was just so empowering. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Again, you can follow us on Twitter. You can join our Facebook page. All those links are here on the uh, podcast. Um, Just go to MaximumFun.org for everything you want to know about this week's episode. Yep. And again, you can join us on MaximumFun.org forums uh, and talk about the show. We'd always love to, to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down Mama Blues. I got to low down Mama Blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.